0: Book of James the second chapter the book of James the second chapter now we have of course those who are here today may not be for the first time may not be fully aware of what is happening but we are in the middle of what is called a capital stewardship campaign and this capital stewardship campaign has been called ready now we have been awaiting the moment where we could uh, launch into a a building project for the glory of God where we can create more space and have more room for people to come and worship the Lord and grow in Jesus Christ, to be born again, amen, of the water and of the Spirit. And so we have been preparing for that, and uh, and so today is something we call a big reveal because today we're going to have, uh, we're going to be sharing the final figures concerning what people have committed. And even yet, I say final figures, but even yet, uh, there still are some trickling in. And so for that, we give God praise. Now, we're, we're going to find out here in, in a little bit what that final figure is. But if the joy in my soul is any indicator, hallelujah, if the enthusiasm in my spirit is any indicator, then you know what the, the Lord has done and uh, we give God the praise for that. We're getting ready to go into the Word of the Lord. Before we do go into the Word of the Lord, I do want to bring a very special guest to this podium to, to greet you, and we're honored to have him with us. He is a missionary to New Zealand. His name is Brother Stephen Merritt. He is traveling right now, developing funds for the missions work in New Zealand. We want him to come and greet you right now. Brother Merritt, God bless you in the name of the Lord. Let's receive him with a great big hand.
1: Come on, let's give that to God this morning. Amen. He's worthy of it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There's no place like the presence of the Lord. You can search all your life, and you'll never find a place like the presence of the Lord. And I am so thankful to be in His presence. And I'm thankful to be an apostolic church. Amen. This is a real apostolic church. And anything is possible. Even on Mother's Day, anything is possible. God can do anything. As long as he can find somebody that believes. And I believe this house is full of believers. Somebody that's a little bit hungry. A little bit desperate, yes. a little bit thirsty, yes. whatever you have need of today, I am thankful Hallelujah. to be able to come to this pulpit and say, God can do it. Amen. God Amen. can do it. Thank you, precious Jesus. Amen. In New Zealand, we may look a little bit different yeah. than y'all. Sure. We may sing a little bit different. Yes. We might dance a little bit different. Right. We might even smell a little bit different. The way we worship and interact with God might look strange to you and vice versa, but we worship the same God. We serve the same God and the same God that does miracles across the ocean can do miracles right here today. The same God that saves in New Zealand can save right here today. And what a joy, what an honor it is to serve that wonderful Savior, that wonderful God. Yes. Give honor to your pastor. Give honor to the Enuses. And it it's really is a joy. I'm not just speaking rhetoric, but it really is a joy you, to be a part of this apostolic 21st century church that is paving the way, yes. that's blazing a trail. Amen. Amen. You're blessed to be a part of this wonderful church. Amen. Amen. Love y'all so much. Thank you for your heartbeat for missions. Uh, Thank you for your uh, faithfulness, your commitment, not just to give to uh, the cause, but to cover us missionaries in your prayers. We cannot do it without you, and I mean that. We cannot have revival over in New Zealand. Or Samoa or in Germany without the North American church that has a heartbeat. Not just locally, but globally for a worldwide apostolic revival. Thank you so much. Why don't we one more time give God a big hand clap of praise for what he's doing all across the world.
2: God bless you. Thank you so much.
0: Praise the Lord. And we are, we are Looking forward to uh, the work that Brother Merritt is going to continue to do in New Zealand. And our support is going to be with him. And uh, we thank the Lord that he was able to come here today and be with us uh, in service. Amen. I'm reading from the book of James, the second chapter. We're going to begin reading uh, at the 14th verse. I do want to remind you of of a very special Pentecost Sunday weekend that is coming up in our city, Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night. Uh, We are going to be uh, dismissing our Sunday night service. And it will be, uh, that service will be held at Greater Emmanuel Apostolic Temple, Pastor LaVelton Daniel. Uh, And uh, we're looking forward to that. I I will be one of the speakers. There are going to be three speakers, each taking about 15 minutes apiece. Amen. I'm going to be one of them. Amen. Y'all pray my help in the Lord. I keep it in that 15 minute. Period. Amen. And uh, But Saturday night uh, is also going to be a great time at Grace Point Church, Pastor David Bryan. Friday night will be at Abundant Life uh, Apostolic Assembly. Uh, and this will be uh, Pastor Anthony Stevens Church. Going to be a great time. We are registering people for that. And if you would like to register, we encourage you to do so at Connect Point today. They can help you with that. Amen. From the book of James and the second chapter, the 14th verse... The word of the Lord says this. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled. Which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then how that by by works a man is justified, and not by faith only. Verse number 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. I want to preach to you this morning on the subject, faith without works. Faith without works. Could we go to the Lord together in prayer? Jesus, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord that is so prevalent in this place. I pray, O God, that as the word goes forth, that it will find good ground. Help us, I pray in Jesus' name, to receive it into our spirit, to be blessed by it, to be nurtured by it. Hallelujah. To be empowered by the word of God. We love you and we give you praise. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for standing and for being here today. I love to preach about faith. Faith is a subject that I never tire of preaching about. And I want to share with you one of the, one of the reasons, or so, I'll say this, some of the reasons why it is so enjoyable to preach about faith. First of all, let me say that if you were to read the accounts of Jesus performing miracles, how many know Jesus is a miracle worker? And when you look into the word of the Lord, his, the, the works that he did, these are miraculous works. And the miracles that he performed really just amazed everybody who saw them and observed them. But Jesus did not just perform these miracles uh, for just anybody. There was a prerequisite to him, even him, being able to perform a miracle. As a matter of fact, the scripture, to some some surprise, uh, says that that there were certain places where Jesus could do no mighty work. And the reason that he could do no mighty work there was because of their unbelief. You see, if you don't believe, then you are making it impossible for God to work in your life. Belief is the opening of the door to the miracles of God and to the works of God to be done in your life. And so... Throughout the gospel accounts of Jesus performing miracles, there is is note made concerning those miracles that the people that received the miracle had faith for the miracle to occur. As a matter of fact, Jesus would take the time to clarify for them how this miracle occurred in their life. And he would say to them, your faith has made you whole. He would say to them it is because of your faith that this miracle has been accomplished. Now they they may not have completely understood what he meant because for years they had been waiting, they had been wondering, they had been expecting and hoping, but but there's a difference between wondering and hoping. There's a difference between that and having faith. In God that he will do what he says he will do. God has the power. But we must believe that God has the power. And we must believe that God is willing to do it on our behalf. And so when you look at this matter of faith, I first want to point out that it was faith that allowed Jesus to perform his miracles. The faith of the individual. He imposes his will on no person. You and I are free people. We have the ability to decide what we will do, what we will think, how we will act. And when we choose to act, think, or do things that are contrary to the things of God, then we reap those results. But when we act, think, or do things that are in line with the will of God, then we reap those results. And faith is something that causes God to move in our lives. When you say, Lord, I believe, and then you put action to your belief, that is faith. Hallelujah. And so we understand that the miracles of Jesus occurred because of the faith of the individuals. Also, it's important to note that there is only one faith. There are not multiple faiths. There are not many different faiths, and you may hear that in our society, that there are many different faiths represented. But but really, faith belongs to the Lord. Faith is something for Him to give. And so the one faith that truly has power and exists is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So when the Bible says that that they contended for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. That's not just courage. That's not just bravery. That's not just hope. That's not just optimism. That is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Faith in his, in his sonship. Faith in him being God manifest in the flesh. Faith in his life. Faith in his death. Faith in his burial, faith in his resurrection, faith in his ascension, faith in him pouring out his spirit, faith in him coming again for his bride, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So so we understand that faith is a prerequisite for the Lord to move in a person's life. Not only that, but there is only one faith, and that is faith in the lord jesus christ we must also understand about faith that faith is is something that can move mountains it can move mountains jesus said if you have faith as of a grain of a mustard seed you can say to this mountain be thou removed and cast into yonder place and so faith has the power to move mountains you know what that tells you today if there is something that is standing before you and you don't even know its origin. You see, the mountains that we see in our world, he used that analogy, mountains. The mountains we see in our world, we don't remember when the mountains were put into their place. Anybody ever driven through Appalachia and thought, I remember when they put that mountain there, it was... I remember when this was nothing but fields, and they came in and put a big mountain in it. No, it doesn't work like that. You don't know when they put that mountain there because that mountain has been there for so long. And God is trying to tell you that if you'll have faith, then you can say to these things in your life that are pre-existent to you, that have been there as long as you can remember, you can say to those things, be removed, and they will be removed. I'm talking about a powerful force, this force called faith. He not only said that you could remove mountains with your faith, he said if you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, you can say to this sycamine tree, be plucked up by the roots and cast into the sea. And you can by faith pluck up that sycamine tree by the roots and cast it into the sea. Interesting that he would use a tree as the analogy, because it is true, ladies and gentlemen, that if you have something in your life, the roots of which are so tightly wound, so deeply anchored, that you have lost hope that anything could ever be done to remedy that situation. Somebody comes along and says, God can do it, And your first human reaction is, you don't know how deeply rooted this problem is. You don't know how many generations deep this problem runs. But I'm talking to you today about a power called faith. When you put it in Jesus Christ... That power can reach down to the lowest depths of wherever that root may have traveled. And it can uproot that tree, uproot that problem, uproot those circumstances. I'm talking about faith. Oh, hallelujah. It is a powerful force. It is a force that the enemy cannot deal with, cannot reckon with. And it is within our reach. I want you to notice what the Bible says also about faith. I just want to throw some of these facts out there about faith so you understand what I'm talking about. Number one, faith is, there's only one faith. There's only one faith. Two, faith is needed for Jesus to be able to perform a miracle in your life. Three, faith moves mountains. Four, faith uproots the deeply rooted situations in our life. Four, or five, faith is a gift. It is a gift of the Spirit. That's what faith is. It is a gift of the Spirit. Sometimes when we preach about faith, somebody might hear us talk about miracles, and you better believe he's a miracle-working God. He can open the blind eyes. He can unstop the deaf ears. He can heal the lame conditions of our life. Hallelujah. He can reach way down into our deepest, most difficult circumstances and perform a miracle in our life. But sometimes while we preach that, we get to the point that we say, but you got to have faith. And somebody says, well, well, there you have it. Now I'm right back to square one because I don't have faith. Yes, you do have faith. God gives to every man the measure of faith. The question is not, do you have faith? The question is, where did you put your faith? Have you put your faith in a person? Well, they'll let you down every time. Have you put your faith in your career? They're going to let you down at some point. Have you put your faith in your own abilities? You're going to let yourself down at some point. But if you'll put your faith in God, I said, if you'll put your faith in God, something beautiful will happen in your life something miraculous will happen in your life something marvelous will happen in your life teach your children to put their faith in God teach them that it's a gift that the Lord brings to us that he deposits into our spirit not only is faith a gift but faith is a fruit it's actually the only fruit of the spirit that doubles as a gift and the only gift of the spirit that doubles as a fruit so faith actually has the ability to grow in us as a fruit. So, so this word that I'm preaching to you today is like seed, Jesus said. And it goes down into your spirit. And if you'll let it stay there and do the work, hallelujah, that it is designed to do, then it will begin to bring forth fruit in your life. If you're wondering how to develop faith or how to cultivate faith, let the seed go down into your spirit. And then pray over that seed and worship his holy name and praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And that seed will begin to come forth from your spirit and it will bear fruit in you. And faith will blossom as a fruit in your life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not something that you will necessarily have to to manufacture. It's something that you can trust to a process. And it it will grow. What about this scriptural fact about faith? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm going to say that again. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So whatever you're doing to try to please God, it's not working if you don't do it by faith. It doesn't matter how good you act. It's not working if you're not doing it by faith. It doesn't matter how many people you've got fooled. It's not working if you don't have faith. It doesn't matter, ladies and gentlemen, if you know the lingo of Christianity. If you don't have faith and practice faith and do faith and do what you do by faith and through faith, it is not pleasing to God if you're lifting up your hands and praising his name so somebody around you can consider how spiritual you are that's not pleasing to god that doesn't that doesn't make any kind of headway with the lord but if you don't care who's sitting next to you but he's still worthy and you don't care who's in front of you or behind you but he's still worthy hallelujah oh hallelujah come on somebody there's something about trusting him that pleases him there's something about believing in him that pleases him there's something about saying god i trust you and i'll obey you and it it pleases god oh bless his holy name so without faith it is impossible to please god so so these are just some just things i want to remind you about faith faith is a gift Faith is a fruit. Faith is, it's impossible to please God without faith. You, the miracles can't develop in your life unless there's faith. And, and there's only one faith, and that's in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are, these are just some things that you need to know about faith. Faith moves mountains. Faith uproots trees and deeply rooted circumstances in your life. These are just some things I want you to know about faith. But, but it's important that you understand that faith without works is dead and you need faith in your life. You need it to move mountains. One of the reasons those mountains just stay firmly placed where they are and you've learned how to live around them. You've learned how to drive around them, circumnavigate them. You've learned how to cope with the dysfunction of your life because you have lost hope that this mountain will ever move, that this is just your lot in life, whatever that misery may be. And you have learned how to live a life void of faith in operation. But I've come to tell you today that there is such a thing as a faith that can move mountains. There is such a thing as a faith that can uproot deeply rooted circumstances. There is such a thing as faith that can move upon a situation and cause the miracles of God to be manifest in your life. Ah, Lord have mercy you know these characters of the Bible these characters of the Bible were people who experienced miracles these weren't just folks who had philosophies about God these weren't just folks who had something good to say about the Lord these were people of the miraculous and their lives demonstrated the miraculous. God wants your life to demonstrate the miraculous. We, on the other hand, create a life that has no need of the miraculous. We create a life where, where we never have to worry. We never have to wonder. We, we, we have ensured absolutely everything so that we can make sure we are never in need of a miracle. And we live our life with the hope of never needing a miracle. And God thinks differently. God says I want your life to bring you to a place where you will need a miracle. Where there's not an insurance policy that covers that particular need. Where there's not some kind of a way or a means by which you can arrive at the solution I want you to show up somewhere and realize I need God to be the God of the scriptures I need God to be the deliverer that he said he is I need God to be the provider that he said he is he's waiting for you and I to arrive at that place oh hallelujah hallelujah and he will not let you down i said he will not let you down he is an on-time god oh yes he is i said he is an on-time god oh yes he is he may not come when you want him but he'll be there right on time and he may not do it the way you want him to do it but he knows what he's doing he's really good at being god i said he's really good at being god he works all things after the counsel of his own will He doesn't need my advice. He doesn't need my recommendations. He doesn't need my suggestions. He doesn't need my opinions. All he needs is my faith. (laughs) Hallelujah. I have had many times where I said, God, I want you to do this. I need you to do this. And he refused to do it. But what he did do was the right thing at the right time. Sometimes we have faith in the power of God. That is to change a thing. And there are times when he won't change it that we have faith in the wisdom of God. Where he lets us know I'll do this in the way that I'll do this. The three Hebrew children had that kind of faith. Faith in the power of God, faith in the wisdom of God. They looked at the king and said, you can throw us into the fiery furnace if you want to throw us in the fiery furnace. But understand, our God is able to deliver. Our God is able to deliver. Our God is able to shut down down the chemical properties of that flame and it have no power and no influence over our bodies. We understand that about the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We understand that about Elohim, El Shaddai, the almighty God who was and is and is to come. We understand that about the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He can shut the whole thing down he has the power to turn this around that's faith in the power of God but then they said if he chooses not to deliver us and if you throw us into the fire and we evaporate and burn to death so be it we're still going to praise his name we're still going to worship his name What are you going to do with that faith? You tell me what disease can destroy that faith. You tell me what devil in hell can fight that faith. This is the faith that moves mountains. This is the faith that shuts the mouths of the lions. This is the faith that parts the water. Hallelujah. And this is the faith God wants to give you. You've lived too long in fear. Fear has wrapped its tentacles around you and has suffocated the joy from your spirit I do not say that generally I say that very specifically in the Holy Ghost because it landed in somebody's spirit who needed to hear it I don't know who it is but you know who it is And you receive it now in the name of Jesus. Because God wants to deliver you from fear. He wants to deliver you from bitterness. He wants to deliver you from doubt. He wants to deliver you from trepidation. He wants to deliver you from sadness and sorrow. He wants to give you the full, perfected power of faith. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting you to understand that faith, faith is the thing that makes it all work. And yet we all fall short of faith so many times. Because we view faith as being a mental belief, a, a, a mental acceptance. We view it as, as being some kind of, a, of an emotional uh, 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 acceptance of a thing when when that's only part of faith. Faith always involves works. It is the vital component of faith that there be an action to 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 go along with what you say you believe. James said, "Listen, what does it profit?" If somebody, your brother, walks to your door and they're without clothing and they're without shelter and they're without food and they knock on your door and they tell you their problem and you look at them and with your preacher voice. Come on, let's put some old English in there to make it real spiritual. Be thou warm. be thou filled and they walk away still unclothed and still no food and still no shelter James said what does it profit? Faith involves works if you say you love your neighbor then when they're in need give them what you have so that oh hallelujah that's when you're going to see the power of faith at work. Mm. See, some of you have been sitting there while I'm preaching faith saying, I heard about faith before, preacher. I know all about faith. Let's get this show on the road. We got reservations. I, I, I just, you know, and you think you've heard it. You know what? You're living beneath the power of faith because you're hesitant to put works with your faith. But if you'll put works with your faith, my God. As an old song said, prayer is the key to heaven, but faith unlocks the door. If you want to unlock the door of the miraculous, unlock the door of the glory of God, it always requires faith, which involves works. Your faith is not perfect until you put works to it. It is not enough to say, I believe. You, you confirm your belief with your bodily, physical action. Ah, Lord. This is what James is trying to tell us. Listen, he said, there are people who say, well, you have faith and I have works. He said, you can't separate the two. He said, show me your faith without your works. You can't show me your faith unless there's works and then he 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 said to them he said you know you talk about believing he said let me tell you something about the power of belief the devils believe oh oh they believe you better believe they believe they know he's an on-time god they know he's a miracle worker I could preach the rest of this message on what the devils believe. They know he's a healer. They know he's a savior. They know he's a mighty God. They oh A week from today, we're going to give our first fruits offering. And the devil knows the blessing of the Lord that's going to come upon your life when you give that first fruits offering. He knows it. Let me tell you what he is scared of. He's scared to death that you're going to find out the power of faith. He's terrified that you're going to start putting works to your faith and living an abundant life, living a victorious life, living a life full of expectancy in God. The devils believe and they believe it so much they tremble. I wonder if some of you believe it like the devils believe it my lord have mercy i could talk about the mighty god in christ people yawn i could talk about the blood of jesus people looking at their watch people people snapchatting talking about talking about on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross but when the devils think about the sacrificial lamb they tremble when the devils think about the mighty God in Christ they tremble when the devil that's why the devils are trying to distract you so much with Hollywood and with ungodly relationships because they don't want you to get a clear understanding of how great God really is Oh, he's a great God. Oh, he's a good God. Oh, he's a mighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devils, they believe. And they're trying to keep you from believing. I, I used to think that that term, faith without works is dead, meant that there was no such thing as faith without works but that's not what the scripture says the scripture says that faith without works is dead it's like a corpse faith there is such a thing as faith without works and there's nothing more terrifying than faith without works it's kind of creepy It's kind of scary for somebody to believe that he is a provider, but never act on it. Somebody to believe that he is with me, but never thank him for it. For somebody to believe there's a heaven and a hell and never tell somebody the gospel. Folks, that's creepy. It's creepy to have faith without works. And he said faith without works is dead. It's like a corpse. You know, in the Old Testament, they weren't allowed to touch a dead body it would make them unclean if they had to go through they had to go through rituals they had to go through cleansing preparation and then they'd have to cleanse themselves after if they came in contact with a dead body and james said over and over faith without works is dead faith without works is dead listen faith without works is dead you can have faith but if you don't have works then it's not perfected faith you're, you're living you you've got a a, a kind of a, a form of it but not the power thereof and so he's saying faith without works is dead folks I'm trying to tell you finally he closes out the chapter by saying, In case you didn't get the point, the body without the spirit is like faith without works. The body without the spirit is like faith without works. If I were to be dead at this moment. I, I, I would not be speaking. My eyes would not be able to, to move about. My, my mouth would not be in connection to my brain. My body, these, these arm movements, the energy, the animation, all of this, none of it works if I am without spirit. And that's the same way with faith. Faith without works is like a corpse. I remember we had a preacher when I was a kid. We had an evangelist that would preach for us. And and next door was a a funeral home. The church was here. Next door was the funeral home. And we had this apartment in the church. And dad would sometimes put some of the evangelists in that apartment. Called an evangelistic quarters. And this preacher, this evangelist said, one night we had a funeral at the church on a Friday night. The next day was Saturday And there was going to be a viewing of the body on that Saturday. So the the funeral home worked it out with the church and said, we're we're just going to leave the body in the the, uh, church house on Friday night, which is the viewing. And then on Saturday, we'll have the actual funeral. And we'll just leave the body in the sanctuary overnight. And that preacher was staying in the church. He said... They're going to do what? (laughs) He said, no, no. It already took a... It took faith for me to stay in this building with that funeral home next door. He said, now you're telling me that, that somebody's body is in the sanctuary and I'm just a few feet down the hall. He was joking, but he wasn't joking. He was... He was actually very serious. My brother, myself, and a buddy all had to go stay with the preacher. We, we had to rotate turns keeping watch. watchmen, what of the night? Because it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's just strange for there to be a body but no spirit in that body. It's just strange for there to be eyes and ears and a nose and a mouth and hands and feet and legs and arms. It's just strange that that this body can be fully formed but not have spirit inside of it. Faith without works is the same way. James said. He said it's just, it's just strange for somebody to know He's a healer and know He's the mighty God and know He has the power to save and know, oh my God, have mercy. Know that He's a provider. Know that He's a deliverer. Fully formed Come on, is there somebody in this house who knows that my God is a provider? Is there somebody in this house that knows my God is a way maker? Is there somebody in this house who knows he's a miracle worker? He's a promise keeper. He's the light in the darkness. Come on, if you know that's the God we serve, then we've got to put works
2: to our faith. Works, works.
0: I will tell you, faith with works works. Glory, it works. There's something about it. When you say, I don't just believe, I'll show you I
2: believe. I'll show you, I
0: believe. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name. I think of the faith of a mother. The faith of a mother is so profound. When you look into the scriptures, the faith of a mother is so prevalent. You see the faith of Jacobed. Do you know what's interesting about Jacobed? she was of the tribe of levi now the levitical tribe we have a book in the bible called leviticus it's named after her tribe levi has a book in the bible named after him leviticus is named after the tribe of levi the whole book Is about God's dealings with Levi. His instructions to Levi. The inheritance for Levi was the priesthood. The ultimate type of Jesus Christ. What makes that amazing. Is that in the book of Genesis. A curse came upon Levi. Because of his cruelty. And his vengeance. Against those who defiled his sister Dinah. A curse came on him and he was left out he and simeon both left out of the inheritance this curse stayed on this man levi until the book of exodus when pharaoh sent out this horrific decree that all the babies are gonna all the hebrew men child Children are going to be destroyed. I'm going to tell you something. Even now, there's a war on babies and there's a war on godly men. It's the same devil that possessed Pharaoh that is possessing this world in the same way they don't want men to be men they don't want men to be godly and there's an all all out assault on babies and pharaoh came after those babies in the book of exodus and the bible says that Moses was one of those babies oh now you know why he was after the babies i tell you, that's why, that's why there is such an in, influx of, of, of rabid pro-abortion uh, mentality in our world. They're after a generation that God wants to raise up and bring deliverance. Amen. Don't you kid yourself. Don't you know that's why Herod wanted to kill the babies? Because Jesus was on his way in. And that's why Pharaoh wanted to kill the babies because Moses was on his way in. But there was a faith of a mother who said, He's not getting my baby. He's not getting my baby. I know it might be difficult. It might be difficult to hide him. It might be difficult to keep folks from hearing him cry. But it but, but doesn't matter. I'm going to do this by the grace of God. By the help of God. And hear this Hebrew mother in slavery. In captivity. And with a curse on her tribe. By faith. Hebrews 11 confirms. By faith. When Moses was three months old and no longer able to be hidden, his parents, little Jochebed, began to create a little ark. See, Noah had a great big ark. Moses didn't need a great big ark. See, God's got a miracle just your size. And she built that ark just right and placed Moses in it. See, she believed God was a deliverer. She believed God was a healer. She believed God was a way maker. But now she's getting ready to prove she believes it. Hallelujah. By building an ark and taking her most precious, most precious thing in her life and lay it down into that ark and lay him down in the bulrushes along the Nile River and say, all right, Lord, he's yours. That's faith. My God in heaven, that's faith. That's what we do. That's what we're doing next week when we take these things that God has given us and they're precious and we worked hard to attain unto them, but we bring them as a first fruits and we lay them down into the hands of God and say, All right, God, it's yours. I'm going to tell you something. God's getting ready to do with it what you couldn't have imagined. Jochebed, I know he looks like a baby right now. It's just what you've got. But wait till you see him part the waters. Wait till you see him call bread from heaven. Wait till you see him smite the rock and water comes pouring out. Wait till you see Moses when he's under the unction of the anointing of God. There's no indicator that Jacobed got to see Moses in his, in his absolute grand moment. He was 80 when he went back to Egypt and said, let my people go. She didn't need to see it. She believed it. And she proved she believed it with her works. See, See, there's another little mother who understood this. And she said, she said, one day, She knew who Jesus was. See, she had a visit from an angel who said to her, Fear not, that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. And I know that people are turning their back on you right now. People are gossiping about you right now. And they're leveling false accusations against you right now. But, but, But what's going on in your body and what's going on in your life is of the Holy
2: Ghost.
0: And you shall call this child's name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. You shall call this child Emmanuel. Which being interpreted as God with us hallelujah and hear this hear this woman she brings Jesus into the world and and she was his mom he celebrated Mother's Day what would you do if Jesus posted a picture of you on Facebook and said happy Mother's Day to the most wonderful mom in the world that's what Mary got every year from Jesus that was her baby boy and she knew who he was she knew who he was Nobody else knew who, she, who he was, but she knew who he was. And the day came on the first, at that first miracle when he, when he turned water into wine at Cain of Galilee, and they ran out of wine, and they needed something for the finishing of the wedding. And she ran to Jesus and said, Jesus, they need some kind of replenishment of the wine. And Jesus said, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. And 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 his hour might not have come, but but she was only like three or four minutes off. I mean, he was that he was serious. He's an on-time God. He was serious. He was like, Do you see the time? Mine hour is not yet come. And so she goes to the servants, and she goes to the servants and she gave them the secret, my God, in heaven. She gave them the secret to every miracle that's ever wrought anywhere, anytime, place. She gave them the secret to all the powers of heaven. She gave them the secret to subduing all principalities and powers. She gave them the secret of how to walk on water. She gave them the secret of how to trample on serpents. She gave them the secret of how to live an overcoming abundantly joyous life in God. This is what she said. Whatever Jesus says to you to do, Do it! Doesn't matter how strange it sounds, do it, do it, do it, do it. it. Just do it! Get that in your spirit, get that in your mind. If Jesus told me to do it, I'm going to do it! imagine Joshua pulling his generals around and them saying all right all right here we got this magnificent plan we're gonna take Jericho down Jericho's going down today all right Joshua military mastermind but Joshua's confident so he's got to have a plan what's the plan Joshua and Joshua said Oh, shock and awe, baby. Here it comes. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. You ain't ready. I wasn't even there, and I'm I'm laughing at what happened next. We're going to walk around the city. On Monday. And then on Tuesday. Tuesday. We're going to do it again. These generals are getting nervous. (laughs) And on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, we're going to do it. Oh, but Saturday. We get serious on Saturday. (laughs) On Saturday, we're going to walk around and around and around and around and around and around and around. And then we're going to all at once, what? Pull out our... Crossbows? No. It's a good idea, but no. Launch cannonballs? No, 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 no. Better, better. We're going to pull out whatever instrument we have. Trumpet, cornet, kazoo, I don't care what you got. You pull that out of your robe and you lift it up unto the Lord and you praise ye the Lord. sound crazy but if he says to you to do it do it in the name of the Lord whatsoever you do whether in word or in deed do it all in the name of Jesus (laughs) oh come on somebody lift that praise unto the Lord beautiful The Holy Ghost is in this place. Come on, lift a praise unto him.
2: Lift a praise Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory. <laughs>
1: Hallelujah,
2: hallelujah, 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 hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Glory to your name, Lord, glory. Glory to your name, Lord. Oh, I feel you, Jesus. I feel your presence, Jesus. Jesus. We're coming into this first fruits offering you can go ahead and stand with me we're we're coming into this first fruits offering when we come into this first fruits offering we're going to show our faith by our works Hannah wanted a baby she couldn't have a baby she prayed and nothing happened prayed and nothing happened She prayed. She knew God was able. She believed He was able. The sweet mother, she she knelt down before Him and she said, God, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. But, but, But that's only part of faith. It was when she crossed over into the works portion of faith that something changed in her life. She said, if you'll give me a baby... I'll give him to you God said that's faith that's perfected faith do you know that God not only opened her womb for Samuel but she produced more children after Samuel God opened her womb when she had faith with works God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. See, God has formed a miracle for your life. But only when you act in faith believing does the breath of life enter that miracle and bring it up from merely being a form. Can these bones live? Ezekiel, thou knowest, Lord, Then prophesy of the bones. He prophesied of the bones. And one bone came to another bone and joints and sinew covered them. And they stood there as forms. But no life. The question remains, can these bones live? thou knowest Lord then prophesy to the wind see that's the works portion when you work your faith you are prophesying to the wind when you work your faith listen folks rain is coming Rain is coming. God told me there's rain that is coming. I believe there's rain coming. The foundations of the deep are going to be broken up, Noah said. There's rain coming. I believe it. God's going to pour out his judgment upon the earth. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. That's the army coming together. But when Noah started pulling timber and lumber and 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 building and and actually measuring it out and making it what god said it was supposed to be that's when faith was perfected you can believe all you want it's going to rain you still won't be ready if you don't act and that goes with salvation Ladies and gentlemen, our world has, has uh, too many false prophets have lied to one generation after another saying, only believe, just believe, just with your mind, believe. And, 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 and if that were the case, then when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Peter would have said, just believe. But that's not what he said. He said, act on it. Act on it. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Ah. Come on, let's lift up our hands unto the Lord right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. You. Glory.
2: And you are here working in this place. <laughs> I worship
0: you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I
2: worship hallelujah. you. We're saved. way maker, miracle worker. Promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. Oh, how great You are! Waymaker, oh, way maker. way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the. Yes, my God, that is who You are. Aha. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Waymaker, uh-huh. way waymaker, miracle worker, promise, promise keeper. keeper, light in light in the dark. you're working. My God, that is who you are. Jesus. Even when I don't see if you're working. working even, when, even when I, I don't, don't feel, feel it, you're if working, you're working. My God, that is Light in the darkness, my God. Yes, Lord. That is who You That are. is who You are, Lord. We make miracle, a miracle, miracle work. Miracle. work. Promise, keep.
0: My God, have mercy. The Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost is in this house. The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. When we launched our Ready Now campaign, we call it Ready Now because we're ready now. We looked at the statistics, the figures. We had a consultant, a wonderful consultant, Mark Menzendeck. We've been praying for his family and particularly his wife on this day. And, and we, 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 we saw what we were capable of doing. And, and it was clear that we should set a victory goal, a challenge goal, a challenge goal of $1.5 million. That's a good bit of money. And we felt like, based on our statistics, that we could probably, it would be a challenge, but we could probably reach $1.5 million. Then... We needed a victory goal. The victory goal was that if the Holy Ghost moved and really got a hold of us and we started stepping out in faith, then we could hit a victory goal of $2 million. Now that's more than $1.5 million. Then we needed a miracle goal. And the miracle goal was something we weren't able to do something we're not capable of doing but, but if, if some folks in the house of God began to say Lord I believe and I'll show you that I believe then we could maybe, maybe reach a miracle goal of three million dollars we found out two weeks ago that that our leaders came together and made a commitment of 2.2 plus million dollars. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if we're really lucky, we're going to hit our miracle goal of three million dollars and so last week our congregation came together and made their commitments together to try and hopefully by the grace of God reach three million dollars in commitments at this time we're going to show you what happened last week Let's give God praise. Come on, let's give God praise. I'm going to tell you something, throughout this campaign, we have been moving past one statistic after another. We've been pushing statistics out of our way, trampling on statistics. We've been taking giant leaps and giant strides in faith. But that's not just for the collective body. That's for the individuals, the members of the Tree of Life Church. are going to experience it in your own life and i don't just mean financial miracles i mean financial physical spiritual mental relational emotional my lord come on it doesn't matter what the statistics say about your family we're living life above the statistic It doesn't matter what the statistics say about your marriage. We're living life above the statistics. It doesn't matter what the statistics say about your genetic code and whether you're going to be an alcoholic or not. We're living life above the statistics. Come on, I need some folks who trust in God to show it by praising His name. Show it by lifting Him high. Show it by giving Him glory. Come on, somebody step out of your seat and say he's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. He's a promise keeper. Say it, give him my praise. God, give him that
2: praise. That is who you are. See it again. Say, waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. Say, waymaker,
0: maker, miracle worker, promise keeper. Keeper, He's a promise keeper.
2: Lines, my God. My God. That is who you are.
0: That is who you
2: are. way maker,
0: miracle, miracle worker, promise keeper. Lines,